0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7, the game.
3: Hi again, everybody. Oh, my man! You know, we literally had to lock him up after the news that uh, broke about 48 hours ago, just simply because he was going nuts. And I'm talking about my partner here this afternoon, Shamari Block, back in house. Shamari was sort of like Anthony Hopkins, you know that scene in Silence of the Lambs where he comes out and he's got that thing in his mouth and he's in that cage. Well, now you're but free. Baba, baba beans in a nice Chianti, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All right, we're yeah, going to yeah. get it. I want to get your reaction to Christian McCaffrey coming to the San Francisco 49ers, back to the Bay Area. Of course, he starred in the farm out in Stanford. However, you know me, throwing a little caution to the wind. I'm just, we, because we keep it real, at least I do. At least wait. wait, try wait. wait at least you do. <laughs> Actually, I stole that phrase from you. I do want to just throw a little caution to the wind, all right? We will take a look at the risk involved because there is a level of risk. While we all simply want to dance, get drunk, and do a two-step, do an Irish jig, whatever it is, I'm with you. But I do want to at least address the other side of the tale when you're talking about Christian McCaffrey coming and playing football for you for the foreseeable future. But talk to me. What are your initial thoughts On now number 23 in a 49er uniform, Christian McCaffrey.
1: Okay, so 48 hours ago, right? What? Wait, first things first, let me just say this, okay? First things first, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan just destroyed, destroyed, my fantasy football strategy for the second half of the playoffs, okay? <laughs> I was holding on to Elijah Mitchell. Everybody dumped him in all these leagues because he's on injured reserve. I'm like, I'm gonna soup him up. I'm gonna stash him on the bench. <laughs> when he when he gets back healthy, he's gonna be the man, right? So this was so my initial thought was this is horrible for my fantasy leagues, but it's wonderful for the Niners, right? And it and it is, and it is. But that was 48 hours ago, okay? In the last 48 hours of logical thinking and over-evaluation and all that other kind of good stuff, I've come to a couple of conclusions, okay? First things first. Last week against the Atlanta Falcons, you lost 28-14, to okay? Jeff Wilson Jr. ran the ball seven times for 25 yards. You ran the ball for 50 total yards total. You averaged three yards a carry, okay? Does Christian McCaffrey take that up to five? Does he elevate team? Do you score more than fourteen points last week in Atlanta with Christian McCaffrey on your team?
3: I can't answer that. I understand. I know where you're going with that, but he's such a dynamic player. Yes, he is such a guy that you cannot really quantify that you don't win the game or you score less points because he could do something that we can't necessarily envision. You score more points. You
1: score more points with Christian McCaffrey on your team. the The, the only question is is do, does it go from fourteen?
2: Is it to enough? Yeah, Twenty you nine. Know, exactly. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I, 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 this offense is better. How much better? I don't know. I've long felt that that Kyle Shanahan's penchant for oh, I'll just throw any old ass running back in there. Like I've always felt like that was foolhardy, and it's like no. If you can get a stud, get a stud, right? Well, he's tried.
3: With who? Well, he's actually traded up in the draft. He's actually used third-round picks. The guy, third? He's missed on the guy. I know. Yeah, but but the, that's sort of unusual, especially with Shanahan going in the third round to get guys. And Trey Sermon was a miss. We'll see with Ty Davis-Price and company. But he has tried. He has. But he... he
1: Second rounder, okay. Now, first rounder for a running back is ridiculous. Look, look at the New York Giants, okay, and everybody else has done this. But a second round pick, you want to go back the year before, the year before last, man. You had a oh, who's my guy Etienne, and oh, oh my goodness. Anyway, um, my draft, my draft memory is fading me, but there were a couple of guys that. With second round guys, and I'm like, oh, he looked good in Shanahan's offense. He looked good hitting that hole at full speed the way Raheem Mostert does, right? Because ultimately the thing that makes this thing go, let's just be honest, right? Because Matt Breida has excelled in, in this style. He's a four yeah, three guy. Point. Uh uh, you got Raheem Mostert, he excelled in this offense. He's a he was a four two guy, okay? When you get into the four fours, which is fast, that's fast it doesn't have the same explosive quality that you have when you have that when you have a monster back there
3: so you bring up an interesting point is it the system which is obviously the recipe has been handed down through the family through the dad and now it's Kyle the son that of course is inherited and now exercising that same run scheme the same block scheme is it the system because it keep is. in mind Kyle Shanahan has not had a 1,000-yard rusher with the San Francisco 49ers. In fact, the 49ers have not had a 1,000-yard rusher, Shamari. you got to go back to 2014 with your man Frank Gore. (laughs) The last time we've seen a 1,000-yard rusher with the 49ers. You know what his old man, Mike Shanahan, Mm -hmm. had seven, seven of them. Yes. And but, they were all random dudes, like Anderson well, and yeah, Orlandis Gary. But Dan, but
1: see, you had Orlandis Gary, you had Tatum Bell, you had Mike, but you also had Terrell Davis and Clinton Portis. And when Terrell Davis and Clinton Portis are running this system, you don't get a 1,000-yard dude, you get an 1,800-yard dude. that's my
3: point, is that if it is the system, this is the first time that we've seen this sort of marriage where you have potentially one of the – the best back in the NFL when healthy, I think you can make that argument
1: that that's and that's another aspect. So that now you into.
3: have one of the top backs in the NFL, okay, mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Arguably the best running back and the system. We have never seen these worlds collide before. Mm-hmm. so, I'm expecting big things because Kyle Shanahan has got the most out of Breeder, the most out of Tevin Coleman, the most out of Roheem Mostert. The, I mean, go down the list. to Michael, well, Michael. that's that's the
1: thing is, is that Mostert for a good for an entire playoff stretch averaged like eight yards a carry or something stupid like that. Okay. Now, now is is McCaffrey gonna average ten? Probably not. Has been as dynamic as he is. We've seen this running game at its most effective. And that was in the twenty 20- 2019 playoffs, man, okay, where it's like, all right, I'm just going to hand it off. I'm going to throw seven passes in 12 playoff games, and we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know that – it's kind of funny, right, because everybody says, for instance, there's a lot of people out there that were saying, oh, let's get Odell Beckham Jr. out there. I'm like, so he can languish with four targets a game in an offense that throws the ball 25 to 28 times a game?
3: Yeah, wide receiver's not the
1: answer. Exactly, right? So I don't know how much – I don't. I'll be honest with you. Sh- Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, for all of the dynamic, clever, ingenious things he does as an offensive play designer. I think that his his conservative nature limits. It's like a governor. You know what the governor is like okay. Yeah. You, the Lamborghini goes 180. But there's a governor on it, so it doesn't go more than 85, right? Like I think Kyle Shanahan is is the designer of a of a twelve hundred horsepower engine that could top out at two hundred, but he's like, but let's keep it at sixty five, you know? <laughs> and I think more than anything, that is the thing that hampers this offense. Not 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 even wait a minute. Are you ready for this? Wait, Whitey, if you're listening, prepare to be shot. Not even Jimmy Garoppolo is the actual governor that holds this offense back sometimes.
3: I would agree with that.
1: And if you look at, here's what I think about adding Christian McCaffrey, is that you have oh, you're another. Not done? Oh, I'm oh I'm never done. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what I think. When you add Christian McCaffrey, then you have a another dynamic weapon in the passing game. Well, oh, no Wait, doubt. More more so than the running game. Yet I still see 40 rush attempts when you got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Christian McCaffrey let's throw this ball all over the yard ladies and gentlemen and it's like nope all right 30 heads off a game
3: well that's just it a lot of people say that now where he's at in his career and I do want to get into the injury history I know people don't want to go there Mm -hmm. but we have to be a little bit real here Mm -hmm. is he a guy right now who has played in what 10 games over the last two years that can be a 15 20 25 carries a guy can he be that guy because This idea that he's going to be limited in terms of how many carries he gets and they're going to put him in the slot, I understand that. He's going to be Mr. Gadget, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to be Taysom Hill to a certain degree. They're going to line him up all over the place. But if you're carving people up and it's Christian McCaffrey that is toting that rock and getting to the second level, you're not going to get away from that. So I'm sort of curious as to just exactly what it is that Kyle Shanahan has in store for him. Is he going to be the primary back? Are we going to see him split time in the backfield, get in the slot, line out wide? I think he's going to be the primary running back, and I think he's going to go back to being that guy that's going to get fed upwards to 20 to 25 carries a game like he did three years ago. But you just
1: said it, though. You just said it, though. He's he's played 10 games in 32 opportunities, man. You well, that's he's gonna, my point. He's gonna—he's gonna Something look, has
3: to give. We're looking at another injury.
1: Yeah, but he's gonna look great on the injury report with everybody else that—that's uh, that, always on there, man. Javon Kinlaw. I know.
3: So, okay, think about this. If you're yeah. Kyle Shanahan, you—you you live and die by the run game. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey is just getting you four, five pops. You know, five yards every pop. He's getting to the second level. He's gashing people. Are you going to suddenly stop? If we know anything about Kyle Shanahan, and then what, suddenly you're going to start throwing the ball, or you're going to just bring in Elijah Mitchell to mix it up? If we know anything about Kyle Shanahan, he goes into that well until it's dry. He I does. mean, look at Trey Lance. Well, but, that, but, that, but that well is all over the injury report the
1: last three seasons. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell, Raheem Mostert, Debo ended the season limping off of the field after he's being ran. Up like like a freaking fullback, he's treating Trey Lance like he's Larry Zonka. Now that kid season is done, <laughs> and I just I don't know. That's that. My point is this: the point that I was, and I think this, I, I didn't do a good good enough job explaining this. Okay, is that I'd rather see, okay, let, let me let me just say this, okay? I wouldn't rather see Christian McCaffrey on the Chiefs at all. I love him as a Niner, okay, but I think that Christian McCaffrey in Andy Reid's offense versus Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan's offense, like the dynamic things that Christian McCaffrey does that you'd expect to get from a running back like him, I don't know that we're going to get to see that, man. I just don't. Because, again, George Kittle, there is – listen, you can say what you will, and I know that you're on the team, Kelsey, and I'm not going to fault you for that, okay? But listen – yeah, like you know, we had a thing. You're like, no, Travis Kelsey is a better receiver than George Kittle. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Did I say that? I think it's more opportunity. Well, I think it was you.
3: Come on, man. I'm pretty You're sure it was you. You confusing me with Charlie Walter? <laughs> but, but Do I have it. dimples and piercing blue eyes? Do you know, I look like I'm 14? You're, you're an
1: equally handsome man, okay, in in a different kind of way. You, you got the smoldery, the smoldery. What do they call it, The smolder going on? And, and Charlie's just he I, You got star. the wrong
3: dude, man. I'm not a, I'm not a Kelsey guy.
1: <laughs> so he, Okay, so so anyway, there's a lot of people that say Travis Kelsey— He's doing Kelsey, a
3: podcast with his brother, by the way, which is pretty interesting, but go ahead.
1: A lot of people would say that Travis Kelsey is a far superior receiver. Now, now receiver. All around, I don't know that you can literally— Say, I don't know that you could even think that that he's better than than Kittle because Kittle is a dominant blocker, okay? But just on the strength of his receiving ability, George Kittle is equal to that of Kelsey. It's different. It's a different, but he is a playmaker, which is say that, oh, hey, there's no play here. You give it to Kittle and there's a play. You got that. You got Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk, I feel like is underutilized, right? So now you add another weapon into like a a. a and already nuclear arsenal. They already have a nuclear arsenal and they scored 14 points last week.
3: All right. Let's open it up and continue the conversation. All good points made by my man, Shamari Block. 888-957-9570. We start things out in Oakland. Just give me Dave to kick it off. Dave, what's on your mind? Welcome to the big program. Yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, super exciting. The last couple of days uh, as a Niner fan. Um, you know, I gotta say, as as happy as I've been to have Kyle as as the head coach, if he can't pull off an average of pick your number, but certainly more than three touchdowns a game with the weapons that he has now, then I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be hard to think of him as anything other than you know a a Madden football play call or play designing genius, and and not. The head coach that the Niners need for the long term. Good job, Dave. You know, and just to sort of jump on that, Mm -hmm. piggyback off of what Dave just had to say, I'm not one that criticizes Kyle Shanahan. In fact, I'll probably be the last dude in the room to criticize a coach, just Mm -hmm. simply because I defer to those dudes. I mean, it's easy Monday morning, fire the coach, what are you doing, you idiot? But it's the first time I looked at Kyle Shanahan and I'm like, like a lot of people, in that that last drive when they're down two scores, right, and they get the ball mm-hmm. at the one yard line, you're down two scores. And first of all, they're huddling, they're taking their sweet time. And then, what was it like a an eight minute drive that got you to the fifty? Yeah, right. Yeah, I no, mean, I'm what, watching that game. Does I'm like, did did they
1: did he quit? <laughs> did he quit? Where, where's the hurry up? Where where
3: is the the throws down the field? Yes, like where's a lot of stuff you and, got. You know what to remind me if I made this analogy? So I did the show I think on Monday. You remember back in the day? You're probably old enough to remember this. When I was growing up, teams like you know Oklahoma and Texas, they ran the wishbone, right? <laughs> oh, and like yeah. when they got oh, down, yeah. the, the full
1: house backfield, gym.
3: exactly. When they were down by two touchdowns, they didn't know what the hell to do because they, they usually were up by three touchdowns. And they would, they would have to, like, play action or, like, they had no idea because it wasn't in their bag. It wasn't in their script in terms of throwing the ball down the field. I kind of looked at Kyle Shannon and say, do you not have a break glass in case of emergency? Like, is there is this all shallow crosses and let's just throw to the right flat and maybe give a pitch to Tevin Coleman? I mean, is there not another level to his offense where he's like, listen, we're down two scores. Let's go hurry up. Let's go, no huddle, and let's run some seam routes. Let's run some skinny posts. Let's get some go routes. Let's go. Let's go. Well, and furthermore, though, if you're worried about
1: the quarterback botching things, which I guess that that, that might be valid, okay? It might be. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm starting to question this, okay? But if you yes, have- come over to the <laughs> right
3: side. Come on over to Jimmy G's side. If you're worried about the quarterback, if you're worried you're about you the quarterback, I'm about I'm the quarterback
1: botching these four minute situations, well, guess what? Or these, you know, the, the the fourth quarter coming back. If you're worried about the quarterback botching that, well, guess what happens if he doesn't take the chance and throws the ball down the field? You lose anyway. Yeah. Like go down swinging. Right. That's all I want. Like go down, grab your onions. Go down swinging,
3: grab your onions and throw the football.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, did you, 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 you got you got. And listen, last week the Atlanta offense just ran over a a defense that was lacking almost half its starters. Okay.
3: Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's get back to the phone lines. Nick's hanging out in Berkeley. Hey, Nick, welcome aboard, buddy. Hey, what's up, y'all, man? You guys are right on point, man. He's got a. He's got a. He's got a. His carburetor
1: has
0: a little governor on it, man. It's
1: bettering out
3: <laughs> midway, midway through the third. But let me tell you something, man. I don't understand for the life of me. Can you guys please tell me why we when we put a man in motion, he's running. When we're from the shotgun with a man in motion, he's running right behind the
1: line. I mean, run, run the guy behind the corner, quarter, the quarterback, man. <laughs> spread the players out. All of our plays are so jumbled up. We're, we're, we're running these bunch packages. I thought the bunch packages were like inside the 10 yard line. Why are we doing it on the 50s, our own or, or 40s?
3: I'm like, bro, you know, spread the field out, bro. Give the players some room to maneuver. What is going on? I don't get it. Thanks so much, Nick. You remember Jimmy Garoppolo, who never says anything, right? Like I think Kyle Shanahan could like literally urinate and say, hey, get a mop and, hey, and clean wait, that up." Hey,
1: hey, Jimmy Garoppolo said your play man. Well, sucked, that's where man. I wanted to go. The ah! only the only your thing play suck,
3: man. The only thing he said might be the most poignant words that have ever come out of any 49er over the last 25 years. Your play suck, man. Maybe that's just where we're at. Maybe Jimmy G know and I've told you this all along that this dude knows more than all of us. He's just a quiet guy that likes to take a sucker punch and just sits there until he's had enough. And maybe he's he's got a twinkle in his eye that maybe he just knows more than all of us. I'll go play in the side field. He's got a twinkle in his eye because he's a hundred, million,
1: hundred millionaire <laughs> and he's devilishly handsome, okay? <laughs> Anybody, it's easy to have a twinkle in your eye, Dan, when, when you're devilishly handsome and you have a hundred million bucks in the bank, okay? Derek, he, he has no cares in the world.
3: Let's get out to Richmond, California. I want to hear from my man, Derek who wants to talk about C-Mac, Christian McCaffrey, coming to the 49ers. Derek, what's going on, man? Welcome aboard, buddy.
1: Hey, man. uh, I love C-Mac. I'm sure he's probably the best thing available. But I would have rather had Derek Henry's little brother. I think we need (laughs) a power, muscular back that can bust through the line. But I guess C-Mac is the best thing available. But we already have one gadget man, two gadget mans? I'm not sure, but I guess it's better than the ranch having them, right? <laughs> and that is the that is good call, my man, because that's the number one thing that I like about this move is that McVeigh and company didn't get him. That's probably uh, you know uh, I, for, there was some story about oh there was some picture. Or player that the Dodgers wanted. This is like in the the nineties, right? The Giants didn't want to play him. They just wanted to keep him away from the Dodgers, so they they traded for him. Like I like this move on that that strength alone because you you're in your own division. You're in a division where everybody has three stinking wins. By the way, I like this is a this is a five hundred division up and down the board, except for the Cardinals who are three and four. Everybody else is three and three. You have the same record as the Rams. You have the same record as the Seahawks, and Keeping him out of McVay and company's hand might be the best thing about this deal. It
3: certainly worked into all of this. I think that factored into their decision to bring on Christian McCaffrey. And I also think, you know, to the caller's point when he's talking about Derrick Henry, he's got... He's not Derrick Henry strong, but he can run between the tackles. That was sort of the misperception, and I think the reason why I don't know saying he slipped well, in see, the twenty seventeen draft is accurate. But I think a lot of people question his diminutive size. Could he run inside? And he's proven he can. Well, but see, there's you can run in the ta- in between the
1: tackles because you're quick and you're explosive. You have good vision, and then there's a I can run in the in between the tackles and play more than seven games in a season. Yeah, right. That's you, and again just. The number one issue, the only issue that I have with Christian McCaffrey as a player, and I already brought up everything I feel about Shed. As a player, as a player, on a team that the biggest issue they've had over the past five years in the entire and thing was injuries. And again, I just went down the list. We're
3: going to get into all that. We'll talk good Christian McCaffrey for now. But go ahead. I want to finish your thought. Just, I
1: don't know. it. Oh, he's going to be injured. The, the, the Niners, if, wait, no. The, the Niners have had the most star-studded injury report of any team in the history of the NFL. Just year in, and year out, the, the 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 injury report is full of uh, all pros, man. Every year, Rob's in and, San Francisco. And Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: Rob's in San Francisco. You had to work that in, didn't you? <laughs> Rob's in San Francisco. Rob, welcome to ninety-five-seven. The game. Say hello to Shamari Block.
2: Thank you. Um, I think the Christian
3: McCaffrey is a brilliant move for the offense with Garoppolo. I mean, he's got great hands, you know, with short passes, you know, with, with the uh, the rest of the receivers. I just think it's really going to open up things because what is the defense going to do? Double on, on people? How are they going to defend that? So, And I agree, probably at the end of the season, only Garoppolo is not going to be on the injury list. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Rob. That's a good point. I do agree with him. His biggest – out, he fits perfectly like a glove when you think about Jimmy Garoppolo and what it is he does and his strengths. The ball coming out quickly, the quick release, and getting it into space, and that's exactly where you want McCaffrey to live. Mm-hmm. Get it and go. And be, be the running back after you catch the ball five, eight yards down the field. I think that, that connection, that's made in heaven. The, the, the big question I have is, is he going to be primarily that guy in the slot that guy circling out of the backfield, or is he going to be your workhorse as far as the primary running back? Which one is it?
1: Okay, I well, don't think you can do both. What was the first big move that Shanahan did when he became the head coach? It's kind of it's kind of obscure now. It's kind of obscure now, but think, think,
3: think Girl, very hard. I don't like hypotheticals. Just tell me. No,
1: no, no, no. This is this is the the first big move the Shady, this is the first big contract he issued. I think no, Huchek was the first one. The second one was Jarek McKinnon. Jared McKinnon was in Minnesota. He was a backup. Yeah. He was everything that Christian McCaffrey is, but Chris, he was a poor man's Christian McCaffrey, right? Yeah. He brings Jared McKinnon here. Jared McKinnon does get injured, which is part of it, though. Of course. But when, but when he gets healthy, then it's like, well, this is what we've been waiting two years for: some some screen passes and, and some slants. So I love, I love, la 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 love Christian McCaffrey as a player. But now Jared McKinnon backing up Clyde edwards alaire Yep. In in Kansas City, in Kansas City, that dude that dude looks like a dynamic running back. Yeah, he fits. He he never looked like a dynamic running back here. He yeah. did not.
3: Which is why I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be the primary back on this football team. Because to your point, if you're just going to use him as a gadget, you're not utilizing his full, full skill set. That's just half of what it is that he can do. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to be your primary running back. Then I don't know how you switch him out for Elijah Mitchell or just simply say, I know you got it cooking, but let's let's line you up on this formation or on this down and distance. Let's get you in the slot when you're carving somebody up running the football. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic as to how Kyle Shanahan juggles between the receiver mm-hmm. and the running back. Or or if he does it all. Because and there's a lot of there's a lot of weapons that the 49ers have and Christian McCaffrey now becomes one of them. I do want to get into the injuries. I do want to talk about his production or the lack thereof over the last couple of years and whether that's a concern to any of you. Hit us up 888-957-9570. Your thoughts on Christian McCaffrey, who by the way is going to be wearing number 23 when he takes the field. He'll get some snaps tomorrow night against the Kansas City Chiefs. We continue the conversation, Shamari Block and Dan Bone, here on a Saturday afternoon on 95.7 The Game.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Now back to 95.7 The Game.
3: Less than 48 hours ago, Christian McCaffrey was dealt to the San Francisco 49ers. In fact, I was on the air. We broke the story here in 95.7 The Game.
1: And, and I'm here to fix it.
3: That's right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey comes to the 49ers in exchange. San Francisco giving up next year in 2023. A second, a third, and a fourth round pick. All in this year's NFL draft. And then in 2024, it's going to cost him a fifth-round pick. Okay,
1: I want to get let, – let, let's – I know that we said we wanted to get into injuries, okay? And, and I say we go there, okay? But let's talk about cost here. Second, third, fourth-round pick. And starting next year, upwards of $10 million a year. Is, is Well, is his the, base is 11. Yeah. But
3: he's he structured it.
1: He's restructured it. But I'm saying it's though, only going to cost
3: them 650k this year. By the way, but
1: but next year we we're into the 11 million, right?
3: I I, bl- I want to say yeah, we are.
1: So, so second round, third round, fourth round, 11 million dollars, which is a lot for running back. That's that's insane for a running back. What do you think that they between the draft capital and what they're going to have to pay in in salary cap money, right? Because that means that maybe it maybe you can't bring resign Mosley maybe you can't re-sign, can't lock, you know what I'm saying?
3: So, Well, get, I, I get, don't mean to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. when you're talking about re-signing guys, you know who's still not re-signed? Bosa? Yes. Yeah. And when you're thinking about, I got a groin injury, do you want me to come back a little sooner mm-hmm. than I should? Do I take that risk if I'm not under contract? <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, oh, yeah. you didn't oh, yeah. lock this guy up, and some of the things that he's got, some of the permutations racing through his head, mm-hmm. do I go on the field and risk further damage so that this maybe this persists and keeps me out for another month, month and a half?
1: Yeah, but I also feel like if Bosa wanted – if he wanted a contract, he would have got one this offseason. He's like, I'm Nick Bosa. I'm going to win defensive player of the year this season, and then you're going to have to give me a quarter of a billion dollars as a defensive end. Like, I think that was his thinking more so than, oh, you know, whatever. Like, you know, they probably offered him something. But but McCaffrey, the the price tag – do you like the price tag, but both in terms of his cap number and what they gave up? And you know, address them independently, please.
3: I have no, I have no problem with the draft picks mm-hmm. because I don't believe in. Listen, if you have an opportunity for a proven talent right now. The window's ajar to win a Super Bowl. Go win your Super Bowl. Well, no, here's L.A. A, proved that point a year ago.
1: Well, well here's the here's the here's the thing that I like, and again, you know, I've been thinking, you know, critically over the last forty eight hours. Let's say you took that second, third, and fourth round pick, and you drafted a running back with every last one of those picks, right? What's the probability that that any of those running backs are as good as Christian McCaffrey?
3: No, it's it's high. So, well, no, as good as Christian McCaffrey, yeah, no, it's not it, high. It,
1: exactly right. So, I, I I don't mind the draft capital. Ten million dollars for seven games a season, or upwards of ten million dollars, seven games a season for a team that has to, like, like you mentioned, you got to pay Bosa, Emmanuel Mosley. what well, he he signed a two year deal, I believe, right? You're gonna have to re-sign him at some point in the next couple of years. You get Talanoa Hufunga. Coming think, up, you think that? Well, he's only in his second year, but you, you think that dude's got a panic coming? He might be the best safety in the league so far this season. And Christian McCaffrey's $11 million is sitting there on the books.
3: No, I get that. I understand all of that. I guess my point being, and this sort of gets back to what Bob Myers had to say when you're talking about the Golden State Warriors and people who are saying, whoa, my goodness, the luxury tax. And what about next year? And what do you think about Draymond Green? What's he going to do? And he just said, you know what? How about we just focus on this year? Mm-hmm. Why don't – because we have a tendency just to go down the road and think about the $11 million, thinking about a salary cap, thinking about guys – contracts next year or Talonohu Fungo, who's two years from now, as it relates to today, as it relates to where we're at is on the even taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. They just made themselves a better football team and they took a giant step forward as far as winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, you heard me correct. Winning a Super Bowl this year. And I have no issues for a team that lives in the here and now. It sounds a bit irresponsible. We'll worry about tomorrow when we get there, but if you're if you can get Christian McCaffrey and if he puts you over the top, in what is a a muddied NFC West as you just laid out, and an NFC that I ain't buying Philadelphia, you ain't flying anywhere, Eagles. We'll see where you are in two months. <laughs> hey, no wait, the
1: Eagles. The Eagles are the only. Then I I say only. I mean they are the only legitimate team. In oh, the NFC.
3: Legitimate, you can't hang that on them yet until they. Until I've seen Jalen Hurts do this for a full season. I, I get where you're going. They deserve all, all the credit right now, but I ain't buying that crap right now. We'll see. We'll see where you're at when it comes to the playoffs, Jalen Hurts. But the 49, my point is, is the NFC is wide open. All right? It's not like Tom that, Brady that, and Tampa Bay true. are up here like they were a couple of years ago. Well, they, they stand. And Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay have got they, this thing figured out. They also out. smell. Or, any, or the Los Angeles Rams. Or even going back to the day where it's the Seattle Seahawks and everybody else. No, this thing is wide open. And if it's wide open and Christian McCaffrey gives you an opportunity to win the NFC this year and get to a Super Bowl, well, then you make that move. Every single day of the week you make that move. The $11 million, yeah, I'll worry, I'll worry about that and I'll cross that bridge when I have to. But as of right now, as of today, let's go out and win that let's go win that damn Lombardi. Okay, right now as we
1: speak, the 49ers are something like the I don't know, 18th offense in the league or something combined passing and rushing, okay? Yeah. Obviously they're a better rushing team than are a passing than they are a passing team, but even when you go into rushing yards a game, they are still outside of the top 10 somewhere, okay? So, you have a sub middle of the pack offense. Christian McCaffrey, does it, does it, where does it take you? Up to the top middle? <laughs> like it, it, it's not propelling you into, it's not going to propel you into a top five offense, not based on where they are right now and what they've done so far this season. Yeah. And that's the, that's, and again, and, and let me go back 48 hours ago, okay? I'm like, when Boogie Cousins said he was joining the dubs, like I was like, you, you remember that excitement? That's a level of excitement I had 48 hours ago. And then the more I think about it, I'm like, well, but, you know, the offense is kind of OK already anyway. And it's not like it's going to take you from, you know, you're, you're not going from being a middle of the pack defense to a, you're going to be a better middle of the pack offense.
3: Yeah, let's let's be honest here. He is not the end all. He is not joining this team and now suddenly you're scoring 35 and 40 points a game. Mm -hmm. He's not joining this team and single-handedly winning you the next 10 games in a row. He just becomes a part of what is a very talented offense and gives you another option and gives you another very dangerous, dangerous weapon. Mm -hmm. But it all, as we have seen when it comes to Kyle Shanahan's offenses, it's all got to be rhythmic. It's all got to be working. Including Jimmy Garoppolo, including the offensive line, including the, everybody. Okay. He's okay. not single-handedly going to win you games.
1: What if I told you this though? Okay. What if I told you?
3: Let's this is go. A thirty
1: g- for thirty. Le- le- let's rewind it. What if I told you? Let's rewind it. Okay. And forty-eight hours ago, instead of trading for Christian McCaffrey, they traded for Quentin Nelson. Okay. The the best guard in football. Okay. Like most dominant guard. Yeah, I like, know he ridiculous. Is. Okay. Is the offense better by adding Nelson, or is it better? Is it more improved adding Nelson, or is it more improved
3: adding McCaffrey? More improved by adding McCaffrey. And I you say that, so? well, because I'm looking at the current roster. So you're talking about replacing Aaron Banks or Burford? Mm-hmm. Because those two guys have exceeded my expectations. They have. While they're not as good as he is, mm-hmm. I'm okay with them, because I think they have a ceiling, and they're still heading in the right direction. I think their best football is in front of them. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe if you've got a center that can replace Mr. Brendel. When we're talking. <laughs> But I think the question becomes, again, because I heard this. You know, it's funny. When one guy says it, especially here locally, everybody else is just like, feed me more, feed me, feed me, and I'll, I'll just regurgitate the same crap. He's going to get 8 to 10 carries. He's going to get about <laughs> 8 to 10 rushes, 8 to 10 touches, as they like to say. Because, you know, he's at a point in his career where you can't, you can't rush him that frequently. And then he's going to be Mr. Gadget and do these other things. I'm just trying to, in my mind, envision that eight to ten carries. What what good does that do you? If he becomes Kyle Shanahan's go-to guy in an offense that likes to predominantly run the football, if they're if the if the offense is executing as planned, mm-hmm. they are running the football successfully and chewing clock, and they're running almost twice as many plays as the other team. That's 49er football. All right, It's a recipe handed down from his old man, as I talked about.
1: And, 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 from, and from Marty Schottenheimer, let's just be honest. Marty and, Ball.
3: And if that's the case, then what are we talking about? He's only getting it eight to ten times. I think he becomes your bell cow. And, and you're just going to have to deal with the fact that he's going to be susceptible to an injury. Because that's just, not only is it just sort of what's going on with the 49ers over the last couple of years, but that, my friends, is the oath you take when you become a running back in the National Football League, you will get dinged and you will get hurt. So I think that's an inevitability, quite frankly. And if you look at, and the text line pointed this out, Mm -hmm. the guys played in only 10 games over the last two years. Now, I wish this thing was inverted, right, where you get injured, sort of like Jimmy Garoppolo, you get injured early on in your career. However, the last couple of years, you're showing that you've got more sustainability or that you're more upright and you're playing in games. It's the opposite for him. Did he play his best football from 2017 to 2019 where he was the first thousand thousand guy? Most receptions ever by a running back in 116, I think in 2019. Mm -hmm. Are those days behind him? Are we getting damaged goods? And I hate to say that. I mean,
1: yes, yeah, he's 26. He's been in the league since 2017. He's not the kid that came out of Stanford. Okay. He's just not. Now, how effective can he still be? I think he can be very effective. And, well, I don't know that 8 to 10 touches, r- runs, rushes a game makes a difference, though. But let, let's say this, okay? Is it 8 to 10 touches for 30 to 40 yards? Or is it 8 to 10 touches for 50 to 70 yards, okay? Because it's not the touches. It's it's about the productivity. Now, the running game, I'm a firm believer that you judge the running game in number of attempts, okay? The Atlanta Falcons proved it last week. They, were, they weren't moving seven, eight yards a pop, man. They were getting a lot of two and three yarders, and they kept running that thing. So the running game overall, that is how many carries did you get? How many rushing attempts did you have? But an individual like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, he he, he only rushed the ball about eight times a game, but he pretty much averaged a touchdown. (laughs) In those eight attempts, he got in the end zone, and he got you about 60 yards. Now, if Christian McCaffrey does that, Eight, eight to ten times. So then you D- see, Debo him, does that eight to ten times. Plus, what's the passing game
3: is you're good. You're good. That's all you so need. So you see him as more of a gadget then. If you're only getting it eight to ten times a game, to me that's more of, you know that that is that is the exception, not the norm. And is that what you're saying that he is not a running back by design. He is he and is, by position,
1: he's Debo 2.0. Okay, like that. That's how he's going to be used because there's going to be a lot in the passing game. He's gonna be in a slot. And that's the thing.
3: So Elijah Mitchell is still your primary back when he comes back. Or but, or Jeff Wilson is still the primary running back, not Christian McCaffrey.
1: Well, Debo's gonna get okay, let's say you you run they they're going to run the ball 30 plus times a game. That is their goal. Ideally. That's what they want to do with these thirty, yeah. They want to, yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't do it last week because exactly. they they were getting destroyed, but you know, that's that's neither here nor there. They want to run the ball th- about thirty times a game, okay? You get seven to ten from Christian McCaffrey, you get five to seven or five to eight from Debo. You, you you maybe get ten to twelve from your from your Elijah Mitchell and your and your Jeff Wilson Jr. right and that that's your thirty.
3: Okay, that's I can buy that. Right I can you buy. You know why I can buy that because we saw that sort of in twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. right? They would, but I guess my point is is that Kyle Shanahan runs the hot hand. If you think about twenty nineteen, Breida. If Breida's going, the other two aren't playing. Mm-hmm. If Breida suddenly gets stoned on a, on a certain play. Let me bring in Mostert. Oh, Mostert is toting the rock. Let's stay with Mostert. Let's run Mostert. If Mostert suddenly becomes ineffective, let's bring in Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. They used all three of those guys. They and they were, they were rashes, right, where it was just where he Mostert for four or five games. And then he disappeared. And suddenly it was Matt Breida for <laughs> yeah. three or four games. So I think Kyle Shanahan, he runs the hot, he goes with whoever it is that is producing at the time. In other words, I don't think he just allocates. Okay, I've got eight scripted plays for you. I got six scripted plays for you. I think he goes with the hot hand. Yeah,
1: but when you, you again second, third, fourth, eleven million. Okay, that that that's your hot hand. <laughs> that's your hot hand. Here's the other thing about it, though. Here's the other thing about it, though. And, and this is from if you're a defender, okay. You Dan Devone, you're a linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs next week, okay? They they send out. Onto the field: George Kittle, Kyle Hugheschek, Debo Samuel, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and Brandon Ayuk. Are they running? Are they passing? Are they punting? Who knows, right? So that dynamic is going to create problems for defenses because it's like, well, is is this a running? Is this a running lineup? Is this a passing lineup? Yes. Yes, we can pass the ball. We think about it. If
3: you had those five dudes, you can go five wide. Yeah, you could. You could also go full house. But wouldn't you think that even without Christian McCaffrey? Now I know he makes them that much more dynamic. Mm-hmm. But even without him, you got Ayuk, you got Kittle, you but, got but, Debo Samuel. But when that other guy's Jeff Wilson Jr.,
1: you, you're tipping, I, but my you're, point you're is, tipping your hand a little bit more.
3: But my point is, even with even with what you just laid out, are all proven star makers, right? Guys yeah, who are yeah, playmakers, yeah. Mm-hmm. they still scored 14 against Atlanta. You see, you see what I'm saying? No, that, I, I said that a segment ago. I know. So, kiss, yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you're right. So, we're getting back to your initial, yeah. your initial thought here. So, you bring Christian McCaffrey. Okay, now you got another star. It, it, but it, 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 what is that? What is that translating to in I terms of? I don't know, but it,
1: is, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a imagine a bank heist movie. Like you ever see the Bank Heist movie where they're like grabbing weapons and stuff, right? It's like Kyle Shannon—he <laughs> has the shotgun, he has the freaking AK-47, <laughs> and then and then he's grabbing grenades. Like, oh, what else do I need, you know? And he he ain't—he hasn't hit the vault one time. He doesn't go for the dynamic stuff. He, he has all these dynamic weapons. He has all pros up and down that offense, and you still got fourteen points last week. You still get boring offense sometimes, man. And I think that he needs the to, thing.
3: We he just needs Tori Kill,
0: <laughs> right? And exactly. that will be okay. Right, just I, I just give a, me Tori Kill to go I need along an with everybody. Else. Pro
1: at every position. In, in, including long snapper, you got Kelsey and, then, and, and then, Kittle, and then that, then this offense is gonna take off. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I can't wait. People that aren't considered as to be geniuses in the sense that Kyle Shanahan is considered to be a genius, people are more productive with less. Look at the New York it, look Giants it, are five and one. Look at what Atlanta did, man. They they basically you talk about running the wishbone. They basically used Marcus Mar- Mariota like he was Scott Frost or Eric Crouch, and they put up twenty eight points, albeit on a on a defense that was injured, but on a defense that was still a top defense in this league. Twenty eight points with Marcus Mariota playing the role of Scott Frost at Nebraska in nineteen ninety four.
3: New York Giants are five and one. And they got Saquon Barkley and that's about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they got no wide receivers. But do you believe it? I, no, I believe in the Eagles. I I, I don't I don't believe in
3: the, the oh, Giants. Oh, well,
1: see, the Giants. The, the, the wheels are coming off that bus. You know point, why? Man. Because
3: I think it gets back to coaching. I believe in Dayball. I do not believe in that nut Sirianni. Like, I'll take Dayball. And I, I actually th- – you know what they remind me of? They remind me of Tennessee like two years ago. Just sub out Derrick Henry for Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. And then it's a good defense. And then you have – you know, your quarterback doing just enough. He's sort of your Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, but, here's, a, here's, but, but you know,
1: here's the thing about just enough quarterbacks, okay? No,
3: no, I'm not saying that it's gonna win him a Super Bowl, but I do I think there's more legitimacy with them than there is with Philadelphia. But Jalen Hurts makes plays. He
2: now
3: he does. does. We'll see. This is this is fluff time. This is that time of the the year like all the pretenders are dancing in the rain. Look at me! Look I mean, at me! I mean, listen.
1: The, the Niners are three and three, and I, 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 definitely believe they're a playoff team. I definitely believe that they're a contender. They're three and three. I, I, I think they're better than the Giants. I, I, I don't know that they're better than the Eagles, but I, I do think that they are on par with the Eagles, despite the difference in the record. I know it's insane to say that. I know it's insane to say, but I. Attribute, oh no! They're, be- I, no I, they're better than the Eagles. I, I think. attribute last week. Largely to missing your entire defensive line, exactly. <laughs> L- losing your 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 shutdown corner, what in like the first quarter, a- and and starting at the other corner, Diamador Lenore. I, lo- I love I love I love the that's a it, it rolls off the tongue. Diamador Lenore, okay, it rolls off the tongue. Demo. It, it it off it also like rolls off of coverage, and, and he's listen. He's a second-year kid. Maybe he'll develop into something. Well, he's good
3: at the slot. He which is, is good where at the slot. Was. But but put him back in the slot.
1: Yeah, man. But you know, you, you got you got Verrett waiting in the wings. Another another guy. Well, he's not. He's still <laughs> in he the pub if he can be healthy. Yeah, he's still not cleared. If if Javon Kinlaw can stay healthy. Well, he's
2: not
3: playing for another th- he's on the IR, so he's yeah, not playing no. for another three games.
1: If 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 Bosa can stay healthy. What about Armstead ain't healthy either? If Armstead can stay healthy. Whoa, Nelly. This team's going all the way, baby. <laughs> all the way. And then and then boom. If Christian McCaffrey, CMC, what do you think? So you bought into the CMC thing. Everybody's dropping that. I'm like. California Music Channel and Chewy Gomez? What are we talking about here?
3: <laughs> what do you think about number... Why did he go back to number five? No, he went to 23. I know. Why didn't he go back to number five? Oh, because he can. But because he's an he's a,
1: he's a adult professional football player. Man, right, just, let, me, let me just me digits on running backs. Let me just... T- <laughs> yeah, no. I, I like the difference between college, where you can do that goofy stuff, versus the structure of the NFL, where if you're a running back, you're wearing 20 through 40 back Your linebacker, you wearing? You know what I'm saying? I, I like that. Like when I see a, a 300 pound dude wearing eight. Yeah, but they eight, changed
3: that last year.
1: I know. And when I see a 300 pound dude wearing eight in an NFL game, I want to. And, and that's that's me being an old dude. <laughs> it is. I'm not old, but I'm you know, I'm middle aged, man. And and I don't I don't like that. When 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 I see a, a safety wearing number two or number one or something like that, I'm like no. And I I forget exactly who it is. But there is a defensive lineman or somebody that's big. There's a big, big boy in the 270 range. I'm trying to remember who it is that wears like three. And, and that number looks tiny. I'm going to look it up in the, during the break.
3: So, Christian McCaffrey now with the San Francisco 49ers. And listen, we don't want to rain on this parade, but I think that there is a it's sense good. of, of reality that we do have to take into account that he's played only 10 games over the last two years. Well, but, and again, and also... That this offense again, Kyle
1: Shanahan is armed to the teeth, and he ain't shot. He ain't shot a single shot. Okay, <laughs> and and we also have to just acknowledge that.
3: And I think that he recognizes that the pressure's on. Yeah, right. I don't think that. Mm-hmm. Listen, he doesn't really care what we're saying, and I do believe he lives in an insular world where he well, shuts also, all this no, off. The,
1: listen, Kyle Shanahan would have to. I, he'd have to go oh and like he'd have to go three and three and fourteen. He'd have to have a couple of too many drinks, and then insult Miss York, and, and and then and then get a DUI before because he went to he's went to a Super Bowl, and he's went to a NFC Championship game. He's got all the rope in the world. He does with Jed York, which is the only person that matters. Me, you, the the, the listeners, the five hundred, the six five zero, everybody on the text line. Now, that's different. Jed York... No,
3: I'm a Kyle guy. It's you. J-
1: Jed York has all... Um, Jed, I'm sorry, Kyle Shanahan has all the rope in the world, man. When it comes to Jed York, I guarantee it.
3: I would like to see Christian McCaffrey utilized almost exclusively as a slot guy. I know that sounds ridiculous. So what what do you do with Juwan Jennings? Well, slot, wide out. I don't know. My, well, see, my but again, primary focus is that I think he's going to be utilized at this stage of his career. Mm-hmm. His effectiveness is going to be catching the football as it relates to what schematically the 49ers are trying to do in other words get the ball in space and then become that running back but i don't like this idea that he's going to be a gadget guy that he's going to be in the slot some plays and then he's going to be in the backfield you got to pick a lane here but but then that defeats the point of getting Christian McCaffrey again
1: again okay let's just go over this okay you got your five you got your five linemen and Jimmy Garoppolo okay then you get Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Hughescheck, and Christian McCaffrey. Every one of those with the exception of I'd say Ayuk, who is pretty much exclusively a wide receiver, but he can run the ball a little bit too, like on jet sweeps, just not on the backfield, yeah. okay? You got you got three dudes that can run the ball, you got five that can catch it, and virtually everybody in that in that that personnel group can line up anywhere. And that it's not a matter of him being a gadget. It's like that troop. Remember the Warriors, positionless basketball? This is going to be positionless football.
3: I like it. I like it. Well, I think that you can be positionless, but as long as you still want to run the football, somebody has got to carry the thing. And somebody has got to be your predominant, your focal point, your workhorse. And who is that guy? And I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. If not, then get him out wide or put him in the slot. I don't think the idea of he's going to carry oh eight to ten times a game, seven to eight times a game, and then we'll move him around. I don't. I just can't envision that. Not, answer, what, not what we know of Kyle
1: Shanahan. The answer is D, Dan, but bubble in D. It's
3: all of the above. All right, we'll continue the conversation, Christian McCaffrey, and we'll focus in on the Kansas City Chiefs as the Chiefs and the Niners a rematch of Super Bowl twenty nineteen. Is there? We, we, we got guests coming up. Any right? Who's the guest? We got, we got Tracy
1: Sandler coming oh, up. Oh, Tracy Sandler coming up. bit our favorite. And we got Akash Anavarathan to come up with us a little bit later, too. At three, three for Tracy. Well,
3: let me reset this. Four thing. for
1: Akash. You know, I'm just saying, we got to plug our peep, man. It's going to be great. The conversation is only going to get deeper.
3: Tracy Sandler is at three, okay? And then Akash is at four. So we're coming up on two o'clock. Shamari, you jumped the gun by an hour. No,
1: no, no. I'm not saying now. I'm just oh. saying we got to plug these things. Like, stay tuned for the next hour, for the next three, for the next four.
3: All right, well, listen, if you're not going to stay tuned because Shamari Block's back in the house and the Kahuna is right here to, to carry him like I always do, just jump on my back, Shamari we will go, then I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm having fun at your expense. All right, we'll continue here on 95.7 The Game right after this.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.